Welcome to Sisters in Service podcast. Most of you know me as a strong advocate for women veterans in being recognized not only as veterans, but also as women who are changing the world through our passion of serving, even after service. This podcast is my passion by telling all the stories of military brats, military spouses, active duty, and veterans, not to forget the veteran service organizations that help us along our transition journey. I want to thank you in advance for listening. I hope that you will join me every week. A new podcast and episode comes out every Tuesday. So I hope that you will join and I hope that you enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Small Space Pilates. Are you ready to get fit and fabulous from the comfort of your own home? Look no further than Small Space Pilates. With live online Pilates and strength training classes, a video library, and a no perfection allow policy, you can achieve your fitness goals without ever leaving your house. Click on the link for your complimentary week and start your journey to feeling fabulous today. Hi, everybody. How's it going? This is Kat Corchada, your movement specialist. So I have a question for you. How many of you have started working out? It was one of your New Year's resolutions, if that's what you do. And how many of you are still working out? Now, if you are, hats off to you because it's, it's not easy. It's just not easy. But if you're struggling and it's hard, I'm going to tell you, it's hard So if you are struggling, I'm going to give you some tips on maybe you need a little accountability partner. And no, I don't mean your best friend, the one who's going to talk you out of working out because they don't want to work out. Talking about a way for you to find a personal trainer, accountability buddy, someone who's going to show up for you if you show up for them. So I don't know if you have ever had a personal trainer before, but I'm going to give you some do's and don'ts, some things to think about. So you just don't go out and get a trainer. You have to kind of put some thought into it, just like you have with your fitness routine. So for those of you that don't know, I have been in the fitness industry. Ah, This year will be 40 years, y'all. 40 years. I started in 1984. So I've been personal training. I've part of those 40 years. I have 15 years of Pilates along with other certifications. So I want you to know that I don't know everything and I don't want to know everything because my head hurts, but I want you to understand that I've seen this happen a lot. And so I want to put together a little list of things that maybe you should consider if you're thinking about hiring a trainer. There's nothing wrong with that. And let me say this. The first thing that people usually say is I can't afford a trainer. Okay, I get it. Maybe not forever, maybe not even six months, but what if you were to get a trainer for a month and then you went to every two weeks and then every three weeks and then once a month? You just need maintenance. You need someone to tighten up your workout or maybe change it up because it can get a little boring. Okay. So with that said, let's start talking about this a little bit. So the one thing I want you to know about is the benefits of a fitness trainer or personal trainer. And just FYI, I hate the word personal trainer. It sounds so, it sounds like used car salesman. 
Okay. Well, you kind of get that feeling. So I like fitness trainer. I like movement specialist even better, but that's me. So number one, how can a personal trainer enhance your fitness experience? Well, first of all, safety. A personal trainer will make sure you are safe because I've seen some crazy things in the gym and outside the gym, but it's to keep you safe. A personal trainer should be able to modify if needed. So let's say you can't do a certain exercise. Not that you can't, you're just not capable right now. Your trainer should be able to modify this workout for you. Correct form, huge. And providing information. I like to tell my clients the why, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what it's for. So for me, it's more of an explanation. It's more um, teaching my clients about what they're doing and why they're doing it. If you are already working with a trainer and you ask your trainer what you're doing and why, and they can't tell you, put the weights down and move on, or better yet, find another trainer. So a trainer is going to help you stay accountable. What does that mean? Showing up on time or even early, but it goes both ways. Okay. The worst thing is to be sitting there waiting for your client. The first thing that happens for me is I think, oh my gosh, something's happened. And they've either forgotten, or a lot of times they'll text me and say they're running late. And I, and I understand that. But on the other hand, your trainer needs to be accountable for you. If your trainer is always late, always showing up, you know, like on skates, you know, they're just, oh, I'm here, I'm here, you know, and they're not prepared. That's a good sign that maybe you need to change your trainer. So the other thing that I love to do when I, my new client comes in, or even just a client, I ask them, how are you? They go, oh, fine. How's your body? Oh, my body's fine. And I say, on a scale of one to 10, how's your energy level? And they go, oh, well, I really didn't sleep good last night. Okay, there it is. So if you tell that to your trainer that you're a five and they're trying to train you at a nine, that's not good. That's how you're going to get hurt. So I always train clients right in that area of, if you're a five, I train you from a one to a five right there. I don't go any any further than the five. And that's what you should do is stay within that energy range. What about finding the right fit for you? Finding your perfect match. So how do you do that? Well, a referral is probably the best way to do that a friend, a coworker, or a family member. Someone that's been training with a trainer, they, oh, my trainer's awesome. My trainer's amazing. But not only that, you're seeing results. They start looking fabulous. They're buying different clothes. They're feeling good. Their mood has changed. They're laughing and having a great time. And you think, wow, I want some of that. So that's probably the best way to find a trainer. Now, if you don't have that, if you don't have that referral, what you can do is look for three different training studios or gyms in your area. Find the top three and then rate them from one to three. And it's your rating, how you want to go about it. And then make an appointment to talk to either a fitness manager or one of the trainers at the gym 
and interview them. How many times have you gone to a doctor, the doctor gives you some information, maybe even a prescription, and they said anything else? You go, nope, and you stand up and you leave. Always have questions, always. You know, asking them, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but asking about their certifications. You may not think that's a big deal, but it's huge. Do you want a male or female trainer? This is huge also because you don't know what you don't know. Some people think male trainers are better than female. I don't know why that is. I don't know. But I've heard, oh, I want a male trainer because they work you harder. Not true. Not true. But you may want a female trainer for other reasons, or maybe it just doesn't matter to you. Do you like them? So you have this sit down, they look great on paper, and they come off kind of smarmy, kind of, ugh. if you don't like them, then don't train with them. And if you already have a trainer and they're like that, it's your right to get another trainer because it's your money. You're paying for them. So what criteria should you consider when choosing a personal trainer? Here we go. Explore the certifications, the specialties, and compatibility. How long has a trainer been in the business and how long has he or she been certified? Look for acronyms or certifications such as NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine. ACE, the American Council on Exercise, or ACSM, the American College of Sports Medicine. And I'm sure there are others. Those are the top ones that I have been, that I've known about for some time. So communicating with your trainer and even goal setting. So the role of effective communication between a client and a trainer is important. You're setting clear fitness goals for a successful fitness journey, your journey. And you want it to be easy. You know, you don't want to have to keep explaining yourself or saying things in a different way because your trainer doesn't understand what you're trying to ask. It's important for both of you to set clear fitness goals. How does your trainer adapt to your individual needs? How about discussing flexibility and adjusting plans based on your individual needs? Again, modifications, maybe not even doing that exercise, but replacing it with a different exercise that suits your body better, at least for now. Budget. This is one thing we don't think about. Well, we do. But what we find, what I have found is that people think that personal trainers are Oh, I don't know what to compare it to. Let me put it to you this way. Let's say you've been doing what you've been doing, your job. Maybe you've been doing it 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And you decide that you want to move, go to a different job, different company. You get the interview and they say, this looks great on paper. You look fantastic with what you do. We're so excited. We can offer you $15 an hour. How's that going to sit with you? But that's what happens. We tend to think that personal trainers are just, eh, you know, it's not very hard what they do. They just watch people. They don't do anything. 
But keep in mind that a lot of us, and I just told you that I have 40 years, almost 40 years, it'll be 40 years in September of experience. And so you want to be paid for that experience. So make sure you understand how much the sessions are, how much, you know, is it for an hour? Is it half an hour? Is it, you know, maybe you can get a duet and maybe you can find another person to work out with that might change, um, reduce the cost of the workout a little bit. Um, group sessions are another thing online. That's a big deal right now too. So think about those certain things when you're talking about paying and budget considerations. One thing you want to think of is be respective of each other's time. If you're going to show up, show up on time or early. And the same thing for your trainer. Your trainer should be ready to go for you. And you should be ready to go for your trainer. So let's talk about some don'ts, shall we? We just talked about this. Don't overlook the importance of certifications and qualifications. Ensure your trainer has the proper education and training to guide you in your fitness journey. Speak about, you know, what it is you're looking for in a trainer. But the other thing is there are people out there who, and you know these people, you've seen them in the gym or maybe outside. They look fantastic. They look amazing. And you think, that's the person I want to train me. But keep in mind that just because they can train their own body doesn't mean they can train you because your body's different. Maybe you have injuries, maybe a hip replacement, maybe you're coming off a long illness. Those are things that you need to take into consideration. What if you need a certain specialization? Maybe you're looking to get in shape, but you also want some nutrition background. Look for a trainer that has both of those. Maybe you're looking to enhance your sports. Maybe you're looking to move up in the world of tennis or golf. Find someone who has a specialty in those sports. Maybe functional movement, Pilates or yoga. These are all great specializations. So avoid, so trying to say, hiring a trainer without considering these specializations. Different trainers excel in various areas. So choose one aligned with your specific fitness goals. Maybe you have arthritis, a hip replacement, or like I said, recovering from cancer or even long COVID. I have dealt with all of these. And so each one is different and you have to understand, you don't have to understand, but your trainer has to understand that, that it's different for each person. Don't neglect communication. Successful trainer-client relationship requires open and clear communication about expectations, progress, and any concerns. My business coach always says, ask until you're clear. If a trainer rolls their eyes or gets frustrated about your question, maybe it's time to get another trainer. Don't estimate, don't, I can't speak today, you guys, don't underestimate the significance of communication. It's so important for successful trainer-client relationship that you're able to speak to your trainer and your trainer can speak to you in a language that you understand. As a Pilates instructor, and even just being in the fitness industry, we're always told that we have to find five different ways to say the same thing. 
And it's true, y'all. It could be the difference between, between saying spine and back. I've had that happen. So just make sure that it's very clear of how you communicate. Now, there might be certain exercises that you can't do. Now, here's an example. I can do them. I just choose not to. Burpees. So if I hired a trainer and they made me do burpees after I told them I hate burpees, it's not going to be fun. And I'm not going to do them. I'm going to say, no, I'm not doing those. So compatibility is huge. And your trainer should understand your motivation style. Are you a boot camp person where you're being yelled at in the mornings? No, not me. Or do you need someone who's going to be a guide, someone who's going to be a friend, someone who's going to talk to you and, and, and help you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it? When I get a potential new client, I always sit down with them and I find out what is your why for starting? And what do they hope to get out of this training? What are they looking for? Maybe it's just a short-term thing. Maybe they just need to feel better. Is your trainer attentive to you during your workouts? This is huge. Or is he or she looking around the gym? Are they flirting? Are they talking with other trainers? Or are they on their phone like this? If they are, Remind them that you are the client. And if they continue to do this, you know, I'm going to say, get a new trainer. Can a trainer modify a movement for you or even a different exercise if needed? This is where communication is crucial. If it's uncomfortable or it hurts, stop and tell your trainer. So these are all tips that I think are crucial to be successful because the terms have to be the same. The trainer has to know what it is you want and you have to tell the trainer what you're looking for in a trainer. So it's a two-way street. Okay. So I hope this helps. And I think it's important to just understand that it's not just a one and done. Sometimes you have to go through a myriad of trainers, maybe one or two. When I first started Pilates, I went through two trainers because they weren't my fit. And I had to find the person that spoke to me. And when you are consistent like that, when you are persistent like that, then you are going to get the best trainer that you deserve. So... I hope this helps. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at cat at smallspacepilates.com. So until next time, it's your movement specialist signing off.